session to order. Here we go. All right. Okay. Well, you have the uh, June 2nd um, notebook, and so the table of contents is basically the agenda uh, that we'll go through. And um, there's, you know, several things that we that came from the last meeting that we'll touch on that you wanted to do follow-ups on, uh, particularly in the capital budget. And also, um, we have the budget resolution that we can talk about for a few minutes, too. And if you look at the, um, the schedule, which is on page one, that's what's left today, and then next Tuesday is the date for adoption. So it says for June 2nd final budget decision, so hopefully you can make whatever decisions need to be made today, and then um, Brittany and I will put together a um, budget resolution that will go in your books for next week. Do we have any, I guess the easy was, is, does anybody have any outside agency changes? I know. I, I don't. I do not. Everybody I didn't. good? Okay. So we get that one. Well, I was going to go through that, just kind of roll through it and then see if, or really anything, because if anybody wants to make, you know, comments, I think now's the time. So um, I would say, okay, so on page two, which is the revenue page, yeah. the only general fund change. Perfect came from when we went through the outside agencies. Uh, we were about $23,000 above the 500000 so we had to account for that, which is not a big deal. But Is that because, how, we, is well, that because of the, uh, the line item we did? That was because of the line item. It's okay. really just you were dealing with the 500000 but that really was just the Chester Y that was over and above the 500000 okay. Chester Y to state. Okay. So that's just where we ended up. Um, so that's a very minor change on page two, and then also on um, page four to the expenditures. But it's still, you know, 143.8 million, and still 1.2 million below the FY20 budget. Uh, so as far as going through the rest of the funds, um, we really didn't. Um, <clears throat> go through detail on these. I'm just sort of paging through them to see what will, um, if there's any issues that came up. I would say that we, I would mention page 19 is the Economic Development Incentive Fund in which they um, have an appropriation of 125000 but it's really the money that's left in the fund. So once we get through this year, and they had requested an enhancement, but we didn't, there were no enhancements funded. So what they have available is this 125000 So uh, moving forward. Well, we got a bit of an EDIF with the CARES money. We just, we're getting ready to grant out, so. What's that? Two point five million we're putting out in grants is a bit of an EDIF to help out. So, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, okay, so page twenty six <coughs> is the revenue forecast. I wanted to make a couple comments on this. 
I did change it a little bit in the FY20 estimate. I didn't change anything in FY21, but um, the uh, comptroller put forth their latest estimate from the Bureau of Revenue Estimates, and that was, um, I guess it was about two weeks ago. And um, they're looking at improved uh, outlook for FY20, probably worse outlook for FY21. But in the current year, you may remember that initially they were saying there was going to be a shortfall of $2.8 billion. This is for the state. And they've revised that pretty significantly for FY20 and are now saying it's about a billion, somewhere between 900, 900 million and a little over a billion. And so uh, their analysis is that um, incomes have really, at least in the short term, were kind of maintained um, through a combination of people getting unemployment insurance and like grant money, like PPP money. Um, plus they believe that employers kind of held people they didn't really get rid of people to the extent that perhaps people anticipated. So it seems like incomes in the short term kind of held up more than they thought they would. And so uh, the sales tax is still bad, but uh, the income's a little higher. But it's still kind of short term. So uh, I consequently kind of made the same assumptions about FY20. So I, I revised the estimated FY20 revenue up a little but we since got an income tax distribution at the end of last week, and I think it'll be even higher. So I actually am thinking that we may have no deficit at all in FY20. Um, we may end up close to being even. I was suggesting, you know, that we'd be a little bit under and might need to use a little bit of revenue stabilization. But if I were to estimate now, I'd say I think it's going to be it, that we would not really have a deficit. Now that doesn't, I'm not really doing anything about FY21 because, um, I mean, their estimates going forward are still pretty... Um, bleak. Pretty bleak. And um, even more so in FY22. Their estimates for FY22 are, were, I mean, they're projecting something like a 4 to $5 billion gap for the state. And uh, maybe that's from all the restaurants. That's from all the restaurants that'll be out of business. <laughs> well, it's more than that. Yeah, I don't know. They have their models. I don't, you know, that Moody's Analytics helps them with. Jonathan, um, let me yes. Ask, am I correct in thinking that unemployment is taxable income? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Yep. So. Um, that's kind of where that is. So I've kind of updated FY20. FY21 remains the same. FY20, you originally were thinking about $2 million from the stabilization fund? Yeah, yes. about that. Mm -hmm. So if, if everything works out to what you're hoping and expecting, we'll leave that funding alone where it is and right. have it for 21 and 22. For 21. Yep. And we, I mean, based on this budget, there is $2 million in revenue stabilization in 21. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I think we all agree that FY21 is going to have to be kind of looked at on an ongoing basis, and, um, you know, we'll 
kind of see how that plays out. So, um, page 27, um, this again shows the changes from the county administrator budget, which was 149.7. The only thing that's changed here is this small um, allocations for outside agency grants is 0 0.03 because it's like really close to $30,000. Um, to get to the county commissioner, final budget is 143.83. Page 28 is the this little survey we did of reserves. Page 29 is the list of enhancements that um, are not funded. Uh, page 30, we should revisit again, because we always like to talk about this page. Um, so, in terms of vacancies, they're worth, I actually updated it. Uh, I think we've said that this changes almost by the day, and I wasn't, you know, really intending to sort of keep it up to the minute, but we even last meeting uh, had two more vacancies in... Um, uh, let's see, economic development was one in tourism, and I think one was in road. So this third, there was 30, now it's 32. We have included, we put a note at the bottom of the seven positions that you approved last time. So those seven are approved um, or higher, three BES, two general services, one detention center, and one IT. So those are going forward. So then this number... But those are included on this list, so the 32 becomes like 25. Um, of course, there are more that have happened in the last two days. So, I mean, you know, we've continued. I'm aware of, you know, I know Animal Services lost a position. Um, <coughs> two. Two. Yeah. And um, there were some others. Did you want to talk about some of the? Yeah, positions? we. I mean, just this past week, we lost two in animal services. One, one in uh, DES communications, and one in parks, and one from the sheriff's office. One lost position. Lost. Yeah, right. lost positions. So these were all funded positions, positions that we voted to keep funded. These aren't so. Well, removed. they're existing people that we had. You know, so my point were, is, is this something funded. that we want to just? Uh, allow these additional losses to be filled. Oh, no, we're no, we not have the hiring that. freeze on, but the hiring freeze yeah. was really meant for no additional. Well, well no. No additional. I mean, we had to counted. get to, you sort of need to look at it in terms of the numbers. I think what I said was we needed to kind of get to a certain level of vacancies, maybe around 35, okay. in order to achieve the budget, because we okay. really took that money out of the budget without specifying you know, which positions okay. they were, but we took dollars out equivalent to about 35. So that's what I was thinking was we should still, you know, maintain the freeze. I mean, selectively, you still have the opportunity to Correct. Pick, choose. Pick I mean, choose. it's only yeah. June. The year hasn't even started yet. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, you have a choice to make, but I mean, to me, I'd say, yeah, we still need some more vacancies Okay. to be able to balance the budget. So 35 is the, the magic number, give or take. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's also salary level. Right. That's correct. Right. Right. So is there anything that we need to 
There are a couple. I mean, we there there's two in the sheriff's office, and he's been working on those now for a number of months. He got a, got hung up through the holiday season. Are those both contractual? This. One's contractual. One is a, a full time position at the sheriff's office. And then out of the ones we just lost, uh, one of them was a public safety dispatcher. So we probably need to look at maybe filling those those positions. That position. Well, why don't we? I'm fine with doing the sheriff for now, and let's wait for the DES one next, we next meeting and see, we see what we can uh, we Let's can. look at it that way. Okay. Anybody else have any? I'm good with that. Heartburn on the sheriff? Well, one's the PIO officer, so I think it's important to get that one filled. Right. Well, I mean, that's you said one's contractual, one's, that, one's regular. The public information officer was contractual? No, that's the full-time. I think it's an administrative contractual. Do you know what those two positions are? The PIO is that contractual or is that the full-time? It, it's full, the, it's a public information officer full time and then the contractual administrative person. What? Public okay, information officer. Administrative assistant. Lori, the black lady that worked for Hoffman, she went to Annapolis. Mm-hmm. Right. I think our sheriff does a great job as a public information officer himself. Yeah. <laughs> Got to agree with you. He spends more time down in QAC Channel 7 against a green wall than anybody. So there's a little okay. jealous. There's a consensus to allow those two. Okay. So, the, you know, that's, All right. that's taken you. care of. All right. All right. Okay. Moving on. Um, page 31 is the tax differential, and we've kind of been through that. Um, uh, so I, you didn't have any real comments on that. So we prove that, provide it. So their differential rates is for Centerville and um, Billington. And the rest are grants to the municipalities. Really? So those are only two that they give it right back to the citizens? Yeah. Hmm. Who gives it right back? Centerville, Centerville and Millington. Um the next is the um, outside agency grants, which is page 32 and 33. So I wasn't sure if anybody wanted to revisit that. Anybody? No, we're good. Moving on. Okay. Um, page 34 is the revenue for the Board of Education which shows you um, 20 budget is 103.3 million. Their requested budget was 109, and what we've provided is 105, which is based on our, the maintenance of effort is the 1.5 million. And then they have an 804,000, at least as of now, in additional state funds, so the total budget goes up 2.3 million. And, uh, I don't have it by category here, but I will for next week. What you what we have you approve is really the budget by their twelve sort of state categories, which means um, you're really approving their budget by you know the categories are like administration, mid level, instruction, special ed, maintenance, transportation, things like that. So you do actually approve their budget at those levels, and then if they're changing them. They really have to come back, which they do. They come back before you and say, well, we got to move money from here to there. So that's so what we've done. The requirement is, is next year's budget that they have to break it out using the Kerwin uh, 
budgetary categories? Um, My understanding was they were supposed to. I don't. Year, I think maybe, maybe they do, but I don't think that's what legally we would approve, because I think the state law still provides for the normal categories, from what I understand. Because I thought the earmarked money had to hey, be Jim? set, a, that set out there so we could see it to make sure. Because it, it gets audited, so I would think yes. it should be public information, so in other words, right? Yeah. Maintenance effort is one. I don't know. If we could just check, we could find out. So we can check with them. And Page 34. The MSDE or something so maintenance of effort is the 1542. That's what the state says we have to get. Uh, Jonathan? What's that? The, 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 what, um, back on 34, um, county funds, that 1.542, that's maintenance of effort. That's what, yes. that's what the state says we must fund at maintenance of effort. Correct. Okay. And the 804 is actually what the state's portion. Yeah. Above maintenance of that, or at maintenance of effort. Well, it's not really. I mean, the state's portion isn't really defined as maintenance of effort. It's that's really sort of the formula money that was, you know, approved by the general assembly. Okay. All right. So, adding those two together. Right. You get so the you get the two point three one. Right. Okay. So that's really what their budget. You know, we end up approving. You know, like sixty million dollars, but of course their budget is really hundred and five million dollars. So um, we want to show it here, even though that's not we don't we aren't responsible for all of that. Okay. So we're funding two million three hundred thirteen thousand above maintenance of effort. No. That is maintenance of effort. That is. We're funding one point five million above maintenance of effort because the maintenance <laughs> effort. Only refers to the county funds. Okay. Okay. It, it, it's I two see million it over, over last okay. year's budget. I see it over here. Yep. Okay. Um, now, Jonathan, do you know? Does this include the um, extra five hundred forty-four thousand from the state for the teacher salaries in their budget, and does it have the other uh, special needs uptick and all that stuff that? was from last year. Mm. My understanding is that they gave us, their raise was 3.09%. So if that's the case, then that should trigger the state money, correct? Is that in here, do you know? Um, I don't think it is because, I, well, I, just, I guess I have to check to make sure. Because these numbers that they have, I mean, these requested numbers, they requested like back in February or something. So I don't think it would have been in at that point. So I have to check and make sure, though. Okay. Because that'll be like another one. What is it? One point two? Is that right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So the next part is the capital budget. And um, before we get off, Reverend Jim, do you want to bring up the mouth thing? Well, we're just I think we'll, we'll vote on it next Tuesday. Well, not so much vote on it, but is it in there? Do we know? Yeah, uh, you're, you're referring to the funding source for the mouth, correct? Uh, the uh, that's approximately four hundred forty about four hundred thousand. About four hundred thousand dollars of uh, uh, personal property, property tax on the solar. on the commercial solar arrays, and that money is not in this budget. It's not counted in these books. That money is set aside per some instructions to Jonathan when we first started the budget session. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to see where you guys sit next Tuesday, bring it up for a vote so it can go to mouth so they have a funding source every year for this. So, well, we already, did we already we decide on that? Well, no, we, we, we did. We, um, 
We had the hearing. See, I think we, we did. I mean, um, maybe there was a presentation. Did it a little time. differently this year. So actually, uh, if you go to page um, four, if you go to page four. Look at this. There's a line um, transfer to capital, four hundred nineteen thousand. That is the money for amount. So that money is in here because we. I did something differently. I mean, I kind of put it in here because I think I made the point that we never put it in the budget, but we always give it to them in the end anyway. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah, that's when we, when we didn't have a source for it. Right. So so I put um, so anyway, I put money in here. Actually, put in a little more than that. We cut it back to this level, so it is essentially equivalent to the personal property for solar. So that is in here. So the expense is is the. So that four hundred nineteen thousand is what we would give to Mouth. Right, but is okay. it shown? Is it is it on the revenue side too? It's there on the expense side, but yes, it's on the revenue. it is. It's well, you can't see it specifically, but if you go to um, page uh, two. Um, it's part of the, well, it's really, it's just in the line real and personal property taxes. Right. So it's in that, it's in the 70 million. Okay. So it's covered. So it is covered. We did it differently this time. Right. Which is fine. I, I, you do it, but it's still sitting there waiting for this vote. Yeah. And then right. it'll, it'll be allocated to the mouth program when right. it comes. And what a perfect funding source. Well, it's a, just, and now it's no longer, well, should we give 700, 800, 900, a million dollars? It's here's the funding source. If you want more, get out there and sell uh, commercial grade solar. So, yeah. Okay. We'll bring that up at next Tuesday's meeting for that. Okay. Okay. So, page 35. Uh, this is kind of a recap of what's really already been done. If you go to, um, let's see, page 40, it will show you kind of the, what, what happened to the bottom line capital budget, which was 41.9 million. County administrator's budget, 1.2 million, was then reduced to get to 40 million, but then when we had the bonds at 19 million and wanted to reduce them, that's what this 5.9 million is, to get down to a total of 34.681, which is actually then 13 million in bonds. And that's shown on the next page. On page 41 um, is the bonds and how we brought that down. And then last time, we moved the library expansion money <laughs> out to FY22, so that gives us 13 million in bonds. And... Um, Following what, was, what was last year's bond for the public? Nine. Nine, okay. Um, we, um, so then there's the six-year program, um, which goes up through page 48. Page 49 shows you for the six years uh, various funding sources. So the bonds... Um, starting in FY21, so sort of in the middle there, the column that says bonds is, I mean, and again, these out years are not set in concrete, but so it's in that range, 13, 14, 12 to 14 million for the next four years. 
per what's in here now. Now, Jonathan, to, I mean, put that into perspective in terms of where the bond would be at the end of the six years, we're retiring how much? We're retiring um, eight, about $8 million a year. So, so if you take $48 million off that 63, the bond would only increase by about $15 million over the next six years. Right. And so we'd get to about that. We'd be at about the one, or I think it'd be a little above one, or maybe the low 150. I think it would be below, right? Maybe the high 140. Yeah, it comes so it would be about 143. It, it's less. And yeah. The other fact that's an interesting fact, I think, is that we have an actual numerical cap, which we... The 150 with 3,000 per citizen. And that actually, as you go through the years, we've been doing this for six years now, and that cap's that steady, which means that if you take inflation, it's actually reduced by a couple percent a year. That the amount we're spending and the amount it takes to raise the revenue to do it has actually been descending. So the cap is getting lower and lower and lower. So this is, we're, we're in very good shape, sir. Okay, um, then. <laughs> I okay. actually understood that. <laughs> so, starting on page 50 is the FY21 capital budget. And um, if you go to, I mean, I won't go over the details. I know we're going to go through the, um, the balance, the list of balances. But so on page 53 is the sort of the bottom line, which is showing you the various funding sources. And the 13 million is where we got to in the bonds. And um, starting on page 54 is what we talked about, or started talking about last time. And um, I think you should have a large, I put in the fold, um, yeah. a larger yeah. sheet that's more, it's on big paper. Um, so, not sure how you want to approach that, but you know, Todd and I have kind of gone through this list a couple times and tried to come up and, and kind of went back to the departments to try to get as good a sense of, you know, if there's funds that are there, kind of where are they? Do they need those? Are they really going to use them? Are they projects which are actually need to be closed and that sort of thing? So, um, and what did you? What was your responses there? I mean, I'm I'm looking at a lot of these that are above ninety percent. To me, are they done? I mean, how how many of these projects in here did you get a response from that says we're finished there? That's complete. Or is somebody just wanting to sit on that just just in case there's, you know, something breaks? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm well, just, they're not necessarily sitting on them. I mean, I would say, I mean, one of those that I know we talked about was Cross County Connector Trail, which does right. have money, which. We yeah, that one's that one's clearly done. There's there's still some money going back and forth between the state, but it's 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 finished. And uh, but the rest of the projects, most of them are either um, they're they're ongoing. A lot of them are still ongoing projects. There are a few that we can close. That that's one of them. But I know there's still some transactions. We we have some money that we can recapture there at uh, from the Cross County Connector Trail. Probably about um, about three hundred and fifty thousand there. And I think there was a uh, twenty five thousand. For the Downs building, that project's obviously we gave that building to um, to the Arts Council, so there was some capital fund balance there in that project, so that can be recaptured. And there is some 
some funding in the watershed implementation plan, the WIP, that we could redesignate um, if we care to do so. And that's uh, project number. And the Davidson property improvements, that stuff's tied up, right? Because it was grant. Well, that's POS money that right, we sort that's of yeah. put there for the development of that park. Now, I know anything over there. So. Yeah, well, they, they may want to reallocate some of that to other projects. They're talking about that now, the Parks Department, but that is that is a grant source there that is available for, uh, for park development and park uh, projects, other park projects. Mm -hmm. So the how much do you think in the whip is? Uh, I mean, when you look at you know, I, I, airport capital equipment from FY15. <laughs> I mean, you know, I look at that. And I mean, it, it was total funding 136,678. That's 96% spent. Is this something that's oh, an ongoing every year? They're spending so something on capital. It's or is a, it? That's a grant. I guess it's, I, I don't know what that one is, but it's a grant. It's a grant. Funny. Look at the source across the top there. I didn't really. That's what I'm saying. So th those are those are all. These are like open end. They're not a specific yeah. one item. It's it a, keep, no. It keeps right. coming in. It's like snowplow pickup truck we right. bought in the last year, and well, on it goes. It'll never, mm -hmm. it'll never zero out. I mean, to me, you, you could you could sort this list and get rid of everything that has grants on it because that has nothing to do really. If Correct. It's, if That's it's not a grant true. from us, it, you know, just remove that to, to lessen the what oh, we I need see. to. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we're not going to be touching anything with grant money, right? Well, uh, right, and um, this, I mean, you know, with the exception of like you said, you know. Uh, like I mean, I, I, Todd, what's the public drainage? We have bonds in there. We got grant money in there, and miscellaneous money in there. I mean, it just yeah. That that was originally a project that we set up for uh, for tax di tax ditch maintenance and projects like that. But it's also now been we're going to retitle that to public drainage and MS four the MS four requirements. Which okay. We have to file our notice of intent for July first, and we were going to combine. We were going to suggest combining the watershed implementation plan funds up into that because they're kind of the same thing. So, and as part of that, we could we can probably you know, recapture some about two hundred thousand out of the watershed implementation plan project. We do have about two hundred thousand there for uh, outstanding um, payments we have to make on several projects that we have ongoing that uh, haven't been completed yet on uh, on the WIP program. So you know, that, that goes for enterprise funds. I mean, that's really not something. Right. No, yeah, you wouldn't. So that, those, that's not really available. Right. So these are, these are you know, we should reduce this list down, removing those. Um, yeah, the countywide mapping program I looked at, and I thought you could probably get 50000 out of that in terms of what I think they're actually planning to do. Um, well, how much did you target, Jonathan, from what you went through? Well, I mean, Damn. I don't know that I had an actual number, but it was somewhere between 500000 and a million that I thought you could get. I mean, we've just now identified 75, about 600000 Yeah, about 600000 so we're, Yeah, we're in that range, I think. I mean, yeah. you know, there are projects here that really are ongoing that... Maybe you may see a bunch of money like EMS replacement vehicles, but they're buying ambulances with that. So that may just be something that's not. Right, but what they're doing, though, that they're using one account, putting money in that account every year, buying an ambulance, and it's, it's a rolling number versus FY21, one ambulance, 
We allocate a certain amount of money, they buy the ambulance, and if there's anything left, it should come back to us. Exactly. But that doesn't happen. It stays in there under that account. See, I think the ambulance, I think that project will basically get spent because they come in for that every year and they say, and they give us a list of what they're going to buy. There are some other projects which may have uh, money that carries forward from year to year. And you're right. I mean, they are required to come back to you if they want to spend it. Let's say if they want to move it somewhere else, they have to come back to you. But they don't because we leave it in that one account. And that's my if point you, is on those large ticket items should be, you know, that account's open for that large ticket item. When it's purchased, it's closed, and that money comes back. And we don't do that. So, I mean, that's to me, I think that, that, that's why when I look at these things and I look at the dates on these, FY14, FY13, FY06, I mean, these, these are ongoing, you know, where we're putting money, and they're spending from that pool of money. And that's fine for well, some things, but not for all. And, and the way to, that, to deal with that, I mean, go, I'm sorry. Well, to that point, it's an example is the county facilities program. It, it was open since FY07. Mm-hmm. It's got a balance of 215907 Last spent out was March of this year, but we don't know how much. So if it was its own project instead of a facilities program from 07, and here we are in 2020, right? whatever that program is, it should be dated 2019 if we did it last year's budget or 2020 if we do it in this year's budget, just so it looks current to what you're spending out of it. Correct. Because, you're, you know, that 215000 how long has that been sitting there? And how could it be used elsewhere right now and then refund or fund whatever another part of that county project program would be specifically? Right. And it could easily be, according to Jonathan, when, when, when Dr. C threw in the ambulance for the CARES program, yeah. wouldn't, that, wouldn't that lighten up one future 350? See what I'm saying? Um, I'm not sure that Scott would agree with that. <laughs> I think of the ambulance that he had in the budget. I, I don't actually know the answer, but I think I'm just that... pointing out, you know. I mean, I think he may have... He may have yeah. Well, there's two of them. That, that there was an you got an ambulance and a sprint van. One's a scout vehicle, one's an ambulance. Right. But the ambulance is $372,000. So, I mean, that seems like that ought to... Should be recaptured. If, if, if the whole CARES thing goes through, but maybe you don't count it till you get it. I don't know. Well, we, we, we cut the FY21 capital where they had um, the asked for an, an additional ambulance so that was right that's this, true. this yeah. is other these are other funds that are okay still remaining Good yeah day. so this is from well i would say this i mean the way you could try to get at that would be to look at year end and then determine so if we came back and did this let's say in september we could say okay which okay the year ends really in june but it doesn't really end until september from an accounting standpoint so if we got to september and said okay Take, you can take every project and say, where did they end up the fiscal year? Yep. And then you could say, mm-hmm. do they have money left or not? And we, could, and we could come back to you and just show you this list at that time. I think it would be more realistic because it would get at what you're saying, which is, do they carry forward money to the next year? Right. If you well, look at the end of the year, then you'll know, right? I mean, let's just look at the detention center furniture and carpet from FY07. So that must have been when that, that account was first open was 07. There's thirty thousand dollars in it. And they which only, number is that? Uh, page two? Yeah. Four four hundred two two eighty one. Page one. Is it page one? Yeah. Four hundred two eighty one. 
So I'm, I'm just saying, there's thirty thousand in there. They've they've spent ninety eight hundred dollars. And they've got twenty thousand left, but they spent that in March nineteenth of two thousand and nineteen. Right. So, you know, when somebody comes to us and they say, "I need furniture," "I need carpet," they have an estimate. I'm a. If you don't spend it in a year, then it, it's coming back to the general fund. So use it or lose it. Yeah, right. I mean, so I mean, that's and I get it. I mean, so it, it sounds like that account was open for most seven, and that's just well, when he needs something, that's what we put it. They spend from that account. And I don't think we should be conducting business that way. I think we should close those accounts. Right. And just everything that we just approved in this budget should come out as a line item on this uh, revenue sources and this this document as FY21. You, you follow what I mean? So everything we approved on the budget that's capital or projects, whatever the case may be, should be in here as FY21. It shouldn't go into an account from FY07 or FY Seven or you know what I mean? I, I think right. I, so you're saying I right. say 100. Yeah. All of this money, right? I mean, you can look at any of these projects, and there is in, in many cases there will be additional money in FY21 that, that isn't even the, showing up in here. Right. But show the total. Don't don't show the past money. Show the new total money. In other words, right. I agree with you. Fiscal year ends June 30th, going forward into 21 July 1st. Basically, all these whatever's left in there comes back. Mm-hmm. We decide, you bring it, say, okay, can we recapture that money now because it's not going to get spent. Obviously, you've got stuff that's five years, hasn't been spent out, and then it all becomes an FY21 budget, I'm like Jim's saying, because then you're just dealing with one year at a time, not necessarily uh, looking at it from in terms of the dollars spent, but the dollars that are still there, they're in FY21 dollars, like the revenue source. It's, mm-hmm. It is a revenue source at that point, and it's sitting there, but we're not – seeing it because it's sitting here in this account from FY07 and it's basically a piggy bank that's just sitting there till you till you need it and you open it up when you need it and I think I agree 100% it just needs to be transferred into each budget year so we know what we're dealing with I mean that gets us to where we got to move money we know that okay this this money's not needed and we'll know at June 30th or July 1st not Next year, this time, when we're trying to craft a budget, we already know. But again, you know, and, I, and I, I'm not picking on the detention center, but it's an easy line item to look at. It's a small amount. But the last time they used it was in March of 19, which is well over a year ago. Right. Either you need the carpet or the furniture or you don't. So to me, it hasn't been purchased in over, well over a year. Let's close that out and bring that back to the general fund because it must not be a, 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 a true need. And that's what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of these things here maybe that aren't so much a true need that we can clean up. And if they are a true need, well, let's transfer it from FY whatever and bring it up to FY21, and here's the budget for that item. Just, just to clean it up. So I, I just, I'm not a big fan of, of leaving them open because we have no clue how much money has ever ran through that account. Unless you're telling me these uh, uh, project open since the total, you got total all funding. So you're saying from, from FY06 or FY07, that some of these projects, we don't know if that was a one-time allocation or if that was an allocation over the years that's been added and, got, and brought up to that total. Yes. Well, we could show you that uh, if you wanted, but then the spreadsheet would be no, I understand. about that. I, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want it, but that's my point, is if we but just close it out every year. Make it simple. And, and get rid of it and, right. then, and then restart right. over. So that's kind of what it sounds like. So what we're saying is we'll kind of start with the end of – we can start, we can go in in September, let's say, mm-hmm. and sort of look at where everything ends up. And then, you know, you can see 
what there needs to come out and, as you say, be shifted into FY21. Mm-hmm. Then we can start looking at FY21 as just a separate year and just look at that separately and say, okay, that's your FY21 money. Then we'll do the same, really, with FY21. We get to the F- end of FY21, right, we'll right. say, did you spend it or not? Right. Exactly. Right. And if you didn't, then we have a reason why. Commissioner? Yeah. Um, let me ask you a philosophical question mm-hmm. about this. In government, there's a sort of dangerous principle that when departments get issued money, they spend it so that, you know, it's use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. Right now, in a way, it's, it constitutes a form of saving that the department did not go ahead and use that money. If you're going to recapture it, they're going to say, okay, well, let's just use this up. By the carpet that they don't but, need because they've got to spend it. Well, but I would argue that, well, we I would, I, I would argue that fact that when they come before us and say, I need a car, I need a vehicle, we have to be frugal in our due diligence to say, no, you don't. Yeah. Or we say, yes, you do, and that's the amount of money that you're going to buy for that car. It is a true need, not a want. So, I mean, I, I get your point. Yeah, I mean, I, the military not, was like that, too. You spend it or lose it, and the Marine Corps used to love always giving money back. Yeah. So we had the shittiest basis. So, anyways. It wasn't a vote against. I was just really No, 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 I get it. I get it. But, uh, but that's my point, you know. So, and, and we've had this conversation with some of the departments that, well, there's some money left. Let's go buy a Gator. Let's go get this. Let's go get that. And that's... They come in and they buy, and I, and I don't remember ever approving it in a budget. And that's that's all I'm saying. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anybody's doing anything here that's mischievous or wrong. I just think that it's a lot easier when we're looking at all these and, and you know, the millions of dollars that could very well be tied up in here. Some of this doesn't need to be here. I mean, the grant, like I said, the grants and the enterprise, I get it. You know, those we don't even need to look at. I mean, you know, we just monitor those. But everything else that we're we're appropriating the money for, if it's not spent, needs to come back. Needs because to come back because we, we do have some needs. There could be needs somewhere else. That's right. right. I mean, there could be needs over here that where well, there's not needs here, and we and we need to shift it to where the needs are at that time. I mean, because we've always looked at the county's facilities program, and we know what that is. I mean, that's an every year ongoing thing, but it should be closed out every year. Right. You know what I mean? I just think it needs to be closed out every year and say, okay. I mean, you could look at the historical data for that FY. 07 County Facilities Program, and you can look, Jonathan, then that expanded uh, Excel yeah. spreadsheet right. at every year how much money we put. If we're putting the same amount of money in there every year, that's great. You know, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that, but at least bring it up to date. It's just, you know, I, I just think that that just. Well, well, as Jonathan mentioned, this is this is a snapshot as of absolutely a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I think they typically a lot of these funds do get spent down by the end of the fiscal year, and there's other things and right. that come up from time to time. So we're really not. Looking at it from the true standpoint of the end of the of fiscal <clears throat> fiscal twenty in a lot of these cases. Right, so now, Jonathan, you said projects. we should look at it in September. He said, "Yeah, yeah. that's probably a, a better well, time." Do you have any idea what the county facilities program? What do we put in there every year? Not Is that in the capital anywhere? Excuse me. About three hundred thousand. There you go. So instead of it looking like we put in there three point one million dollars and we spent two point nine and we have two hundred fifteen thousand dollars left. You know, so if we put about 300 in every year, so then this year I would say, look it, let's put only in 100 because you're already at 215. And well, that's it. true, right. but the year's right. not over. So, Understand. I mean, I, yeah. if you right. think about I mean, I, I kind of defend that program because I think I know they do a lot of, you know, things oh, that. But, but see, that's my point. We're, we're, not, we're not saying that's a bad program. We're just saying when we as commissioners and, and, and the, the general public look at it, they go, well, 
it looks like they've, you know, total, total uh, funding and total spent through since FY07 is this amount. Where does it say how much we're spending a year on that amount? Well, that would be an interesting, and we could do that too, that what I think would be interesting. What I'd like to do is look at that since FY07, we could take every year mm-hmm. and say, here's how much they got budgeted and here's how much they spent. Right. But I, again, you know, the past is the past. That's historical data. But I'm just saying moving forward, I don't think right. we, I don't know why we need to project that total funding since FY07 is $3.158 million. Why can't we just say that, you know, for this, what this pro- facilities program is, we're putting $300,000 in it a year because it does X, Y, and Z. Right. I, I don't know. Is there a benefit to showing us that we've spent since FY07 $3.1 million on that? Because, you know, to me or anybody else, it looks like that's a project that's been going on since 07. Exactly. And it's got $215,000 in it. But you could look at it as, I mean, one way to look at it is, yeah, they've got $3.1 million. They've really spent 93% of that. Correct. 2.9 over that period of time, too. Right. So, I mean, I think the reason it's shown there is because, I mean, the, the capital budget is unlike the general fund in that you can carry forward the money in the general fund. You can't even do that. So this is just kind of saying, yeah, here's the total of all their appropriations. But if you had that FY07, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you and, and, and beating right. this dead horse, but if you had another column that says annual distribution, 300000 then I'd understand that. Or average. Yeah, that's what if, I mean. If you wanted so to do the historical right. sign, still have it in there. You can right. make a comment that says average annual distribution right. as a comparison to what you had to do one year. Because if there's a red flag rave that said, "Oh, well, you were been averaging two hundred thousand here this year. You spent th- or needed three hundred. Why? You know, what, what's the reason for it? So that's all. Just yeah, just makes it easier for everyone to look at this and go, that makes perfect it, sense. And I'm in agreement with we do it, it, it August September time frame because I think that helps too because that's you know, about when he's going to start ratcheting up for the next year's budget. So now you already have these numbers. And again, we don't have to go through them on the last night of the budget work session to try and figure out what's there. We'll, we'll already have the numbers and they'll, they'll help some of the departments, probably help the department's budget too. Because if you give them that average annual data, that may help them look at what they've been asking right. for and help them out when they go into budget time. Right. So, um, yeah, we can do the averages and we can... Brittany will be happy to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, um, having said that, so we have some good ideas here. I'm actually thinking we could put that in the budget resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's sort of what our intent is. But we'll talk about the resolution in a minute. Um, so we've identified some funds. Um, did you want to talk about sheriff cars or what? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Fire up. If, if we've got if we've got that savings, I would like to see the sheriff's cars pulled out of the bond and use that savings to pay for the sheriff cars. In addition to the bond, I would like to add, and it's up to you guys where um, the the broadband advisory commission. I'm sure you guys we, we got a letter from them requesting some stipend to help with the uh, grants that will be available in the late summer, early fall for broadband projects um, in addition to the CARES money we got. So what I'd like to do is basically put a, I guess, a marker in there for an amount that's available to them if opportunities come between yes. now and then. Um, and, again, we could put it as it would be bond now, but we don't necessarily have to go to bond with it next year if the money doesn't, isn't needed. You know what I'm saying? But to have it there available if we need it. 
for these projects. So long story short, this past week um, I reached out to Congressman Harris's office to ask a question about the CARES money because right now the, um, the most people think that this money that we have designated for the broadband, which we did about $700,000, that money has to be spent. The projects have to be completed by December 31st, 2020. And there's it really limits what you can do with that money at that point because most of these projects, broadband projects, aren't shovel-ready today. Mm -hmm. And the irony of it is, the understanding is that a lot of the fiber is coming from the Wuhan province in China, which even complicates things worse. Um, so, again, it's, it's just an issue of these projects would not be complete by December 31st. So the money that we have from the CARES is not going to probably affect the most people it could in terms of getting connectivity out there. So my proposal to the congressman's office to go back to Congress and ask the question, look, if we're under contract with some of these projects Does by December 31st, um, and I think Todd has said the language said incurred costs, so there's some flexibility there. That way we could leverage the 700000 maybe into a lot more when this other round of grants that's going to be available for rural broadband in late summer comes out. Maybe we can turn that 700 into $3 million, similar to what we do with the mouth money. But the Broadband Advisory Committee has some projects in the hopper that may or may not go that way. And based on the answer we get, we can maybe use the CARES money, but they're asking to us to have a stipend there just in case. Um, so we can. What, what do you mean by a stipend? Give me. They're, they're, I think 150000 is what they were looking for to have as for. Uh, is that right, John? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, they had, well, right. I mean, we originally had five hundred thousand. Right, we cut it all out. But yeah, yeah right. And so, um, I think right. They were looking for anything as a placeholder. I think one hundred fifty or two hundred would be. And if it could be supplanted by the CARES money, it never goes to bond. It's it doesn't matter. Correct. So, yeah. well, first off, the sheriff's uh, vehicles. We had the same problem with the uh, IT, the, the Chromebooks. Correct. You know, the, the Board of Ed would come out, and one year it was going to be $1.6 million, one year it was going to be 800000 It goes up and down, up and down. You look at the six-year for the cars, the vehicles, they go as high as 740000 and it goes as low as 340000 I'd like to just take a, you know, every year, here's X amount of dollars for vehicles. I just think that, you know, it, it helps us with budgeting. So he's at seven forty-two this year, and I think if we roll back this year's and increase next year's, and what, what page was that on, Jonathan, that six-year... For the oh the six year yeah um, that's next year seven Jim it was on forty six started on forty nine you look at the six year starts on forty three no. yeah this this year the sheriff was looking for six hundred and thirty one thousand for right but where's the cars. show yeah. me let's get to the six year I oh just you want to see what it is over yeah so uh, over the six years correct because it's so, listed as a I think that's on 48. 42. So, 42 it starts, yeah. So Sheriff Cars, which is then about, if you look at, are you on 42? You see the 621 kind of down near the bottom? You're right, 621, then it goes to 415, 436, 458. I mean, he's, he's, he's hovering right around, you know, 500,000 or 475,000. And to me, why can't we just make 475,000 the number? Is it critical to get this year at 621? That's my question. And that's a question if we could, you know, ask the, the sheriff. It, it, it'll increase next year's and the year after and the year after, but it'll decrease this year's. But at least now we know every year we're going into this and we need to find $475,000 for new uh, 
vehicles for the sheriff's office. Just like the ambulance. I mean, yeah, so yeah exactly. So, I mean, we know I mean, pretty much it's 375 for the ambulance. Think, yeah. Right. I got to say, I don't see the point. I don't mean to be argumentative, but I don't really see the point of the argument because we are the bank. And some years, departments, you know, maybe six cars come up or something special comes up. Mm-hmm. We react to that. Our general pool of money is such that we can absorb those ups and downs. They average out. I don't see the point of trying to make it steady every year, which may inconvenience the departments we're serving. I mean, well, I well that, that's we, that's we an can, interesting fact. I look at it the other way around, saying, yeah. "Well, if somebody knows that that vehicle's got to last six years, they'll make sure that vehicle lasts six years." Versus, "Well, let's get a new vehicle." Well, I, I, I mean, I, 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 that door will swing both ways. Yeah. But the so, sheriff's also on. Well, the sheriff's a little different because his is based on a seven-year systemic program. So he told us he does ten cars a year for seven years. Um, and my understanding and doing some fact-checking here, there's been years where they've done, or the, the systemic program used to be 10 years or 9 years, whatever. So we could even look at it from that standpoint. What if you did 8-year systemic? There's a savings involved there. But it's going to be the same. If you put the same in, and I agree with Jim, you put the same in, the sheriff's changing cars every year. So if that, that money's really not going to fluctuate maybe 1% or 2% depending on the cost. Knowing that that money is 475000 a year, is much easier to deal with than having a two hundred thousand dollar bump to six twenty one back down to four seven. You know that I agree. I think if there's well, a number and, and there, again, we, and we've been trying. Year. We've been trying to get that off the bond. We've been trying to pay go yeah, right. fund balance whatever we can do. And if we know it's a specific dollar amount, right. I think it makes it easier for for you to budget to so that doesn't go on the bond because what what is it when we put it on the bond? How much does it cost us then? Six hundred eight hundred and forty thousand. Oh, eight hundred and forty thousand. On a six hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars over twenty years, right? Good. Over twenty years. So, I mean, that—that's all. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if, we can leave it at six twenty-one if you want, but I think he to got me, ten. I will say this: he hasn't gotten ten cars every year. The last couple of years, he's gotten six or seven because we haven't budgeted more than I think it's been under four hundred thousand mm-hmm. the last few years. So, I'm not exactly sure how his replacement schedule is working, but I don't think. Ten is ten is a lot for one year. It's more than I've seen that he's gotten. So he did he did seem to think that this year was a year that they had a lot of need. So and and I have no problem, Jim. I have no problem covering what he's asking for this year. But I just would like to see us sit down going forward and have something that is a little bit more. You know, if if it is six cars a year, seven cars, whatever it is, just knowing what it is will be. I think. Honestly, I think it would help. Just to know yeah, I, I don't think it was a, I think when you gave us the number of cars a year, I think that was like an approximation. It's going to be different right. every year, depending on when those, the, the cars were put into the fleet and use. So they might not be balanced out. I'd like to hear from the sheriff a little bit more about right, I agree. how that would work with him. But I'm only going by the numbers he presented when he was here that night. Yeah. He said 70 cars, and he said they do a seven-year systemic. So you would figure that average would be 10 a year if you were doing a full seven-year uh, cycle. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't – I don't know what the real car numbers are, whatever it is. They're just going by what the numbers we had. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, have we in this uh, past projects, did so we, we find have, savings where we could? We have, what I have here is um, we have identified the right amount for the sheriff. What I have is 625. Okay. Sheriff is 621. Mm-hmm. By using the Downs building, I took 50000 from countywide mapping. Uh, the cross-county connector trail and then whip comes out to 625. 
um, if you wanted to do another, and it sounded like if you wanted to do another 150, I guess. Well, we're pulling 620 off the bond. So my question is, can we put the 150 back as a place marker and maybe never bond it if for the, the other part yeah. works out with the, you know, for right now, the 150 for BBAC, we just designated as bond money right now. And then... Oh, so you would just... You don't because we're not going to sell the bond until next year, and right. it mean, yeah. we may not need it next it. year. Yeah. It, it right. may be a moot point, but it's... 150 is. into the bond for public fire, basically. Correct. Okay. Is, is everybody okay with that, or...? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you rather see us get the cash and see if we can save the cash the other way or what? Well, a point I've raised to all of you guys at different periods of time is that there's a kind of marginal gray area between expensing and bonding stuff. And we have drifted some stuff into bonding, which could have been probably more correctly expensed. But at the same time, what we did with that money was not spend it. We didn't waste it. It's sitting in our accounts as cash. And that gives us a triple-A bond rating, gives us the flexibility to do the stuff we want to do. And the point I made in the last meeting was, I, generally speaking, at this period of history, think it's a pretty good idea to keep your cash as high as you can. So I'm, this ain't a bad idea. It's not the year I would have done it, but I'm not going to get in a row about it. But, but I mean, the, the people that would be alarmed by it would be the, the uh, bond raters, and believe me, they... They love us, and we'll continue to <laughs> <But> love us. <laughs> honestly, I think we're, right now, I don't think we're going to do it. It's not nothing crazy. We're just kind of cleaning up some stuff probably going forward. I mean, I don't, we're not getting into our rainy day funds or anything like that to do any yeah. of this, really. So I think. No, no, I mean, it's, but again, like I say, I think 21 and 22 are going to be interesting. And it, look, we're dealing with 600000 or something. This isn't making a break in the bank. But as a general principle, if we hadn't done this, we wouldn't have these cash amounts. That's. That's a fact. So, I mean, it's why we look as good as we do. So, it's not, this is not a make or break deal, but the general principle is what it is. I mean, if we have, truth of the matter is, we could currently have, instead of 130 million, we could have 100 million and no cash. Right. And we're spending at a level right now that we probably, instead of having an 85 cent tax rate, should be 95. But how we've done that is this. That's the realities. Okay. Okay, so um, what we would do is, so we're gonna reduce the bond by 625,000 by taking those projects, we're going to take the sheriff cars out of the uh, bonds, and we're going to fund them by taking money from these other projects to the tune of 625000 Then we're going to add back 150000 to pay for the public fiber. So we're still reducing the bonds, if you all agree with what I'm saying here, mm-hmm. by 475000 more. Right. It could be, and it could be that we don't need that hundred and fifty thousand. Right. Right. Because the cares September. money, the cares money may supplant it before the end of the year, and we may not I even think do we'll it. hear back that. From but the, we were hoping to hear before today, but uh, it's the federal government, so we're just waiting for them to get back to us. And Todd's waiting for a, a, a letter back from the state as well. So. I think it's a good. Hopefully move. by next Tuesday we'll know. I think it's a good move. Okay. Yep. So, um, with that, um, 
if we're done with the capital project balances, then the last thing is the budget resolution. And um, um, this is, I mean, the budget resolution has some kind of standard things in here which have to do with the tax rate, and so it specifies the tax rate for the Kent Narrows as well. Um, it shows the sanitary district 2.5% increase that you voted for. It does show that the recordation tax, which we primarily uh, moved almost all of it into the general fund and still have designated 15 cents to the critical workforce program. Um, and let's see, I'm on page 58, and I'm going to page 59. Um, talks about financial status reports. There's a clause here about just to sort of codify that the airport is continuing to repay this loan, which had to do with when hangers, when we bought hangers. Um, then the ticket books, we did say we were going to increase another $5 in 21, and then another $5 increase in 22. So that's kind of codified here also. Um, it uh, refers to the Board of Education maintenance uh, of effort. John, hold on a second. Todd, remind me, how many, how many tickets are in a book? Fifteen. Fifteen? Mm-hmm. And I guess the background, it's been a while since we talked about that, but the background behind that is we were losing roughly 300000 a year yeah. in the, the tipping, tipping fees. fees as right. The tipping fees have gone up. Unfortunately, over the last six years, the dumping fees have not on this end. So it's supposed to be more, uh, I guess, operated like an enterprise fund where it's equal in, equal out. And right. Right. This is not the kind of, of trying to find a new source of revenue. We're just no, trying to make up for No, this is just closing right. So right. This is to yeah. cover expenses. It's, a, yeah. it's not quite an enterprise, but they wanted, we wanted ticket books to cover the, the tipping fees, the cost to disperse. Right. No, it's not an enterprise, yeah. Yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. it kind of should be like the, one where at it's least, equal yeah. in, equal out. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, um, Board of Education, the next clause is about the categories. So that kind of long paragraph there is a way of saying that you do adopt the budget by categories and the board is required to, um, it, to come back to you if they want to move funds between the categories. So you'll have that uh, next week for approval. Uh, the next clause does say. Yeah. Quick, Jonathan, on that. Uh, so next clause does say. Does say is that. that um, <laughs> is that major? Only the major categories. In other words, so they. So if they said they wanted to take something just from X, they only have to say it's going to Y. They don't have to specify like it's going to pay for school buses or it's going to do this. Correct. It's just those eight major categories. The major categories. So it's. It would be like if they were moving it from school buses to instructional salaries or something. Right. But they don't have to tell us where it may be spent. It's basically it's just moving. Just so the public understands, as commissioners, we have those eight categories. That's what we see the money transferring between. We don't see once it gets passed there. That's typically a board of education, uh, something that they would do at their level. They just, right, exactly. We don't, right. We really only have sort of control with that category. Level. Right. Um, okay, so... This clause is about capital projects, which we've had 
in there for the last few years, but we've discussed we're going to expand on that, and I'm going to draft something that will reflect what we talked about tonight, you know, about kind of looking at it at the end of the year and then looking at it each year as a separate, you know, how much did you spend in that particular year? Um, the, I mean, you, I mean, I ask you at this point if there are other, you know, yes. resolve clauses that you want to put in there. I would put in the mouth clause. If you can write it both ways, so depending on how the vote goes, you can either have it with it in there or have it without it in there. But the clause is, what is the clause is saying that the, that those funds... Be it resolved that the, the revenue generated from the right. personal property tax on, on commercial solar will be used for farm preservation in Queen Anne's County. And you can word that any way you want to word it, but okay. to that gist. Or just one without that in there. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to cover both ways. That's right. Um, okay. Well, if there are any other clauses that you think of, although I guess we're going to try to give this to Margie tomorrow. Tomorrow. So it goes in the book. But so, if you think of something between now and tomorrow, um, we'll make it a clause. So, Jonathan, um, these revenue estimates you're getting from the SDAT and all that kind of stuff, obviously, um, the property tax side is, is pretty solid, but the um, income tax is like the question mark. And I guess, um, do they talk on your calls with the comptroller's office and all that about the fact that it's very hard to estimate revenue when you haven't? probably haven't got 20% of the tax returns back, and you're not getting them until July 15th, and basically every county in the state, everybody's got to have their budgets drafted, adopted, and in the books by then. It's really kind of hard. It's, you know, you've got a small dart and a big dartboard right now. Um, until those first returns start coming in, I don't think we really know where we're going to be, right? I mean, you know, they talk, talk about, about that. that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's in like, you know, how solid um, or predictable are these numbers. That's why they have these sort of at the state, they have these fancy models, but we don't really have those. So we actually don't have tremendous amount of data. But we had COVID models, and thankfully they were way off from what they originally said, too. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, and then you have the October time frame, which I honestly, I think you're going to see a big uptick in the October tax returns because that's your business tax returns. So there's probably a good chance a lot of businesses are going to forego the early filing for the later filing this year just because of financial situation so well we do have i mean anything we've gotten on income tax so far is through march so it doesn't really tell you very much about COVID, right right but starting you know when you start seeing april which we will see um in the next couple months so i mean by august september we will have some income tax data that should show you know like these like the three months of let's say april may june right so that'll help us. I mean, the, I mean, I have a, anecdotally the property taxes from just talking to Estat just to reflect that are, you know, the um, the um, commercial side does seem to be down. down. Yeah. Um, but the residential is not. I mean, residential, and they are doing Kent Island now, and it seems like it's holding steady. 
Yeah, I mean, as long as as long as we get back on our feet and there's not a lot of people losing their homes and things like that, we won't have that hangover effect that would, you know that came from the last uh, downturn, you know, from the other recession. So hopefully we kind of just hop right over that, right back into a good economy in third quarter. Yeah, Jonathan. I mean, I saw when in your little of other counties and who had hit their reserves. When I saw that Baltimore City hadn't even touched any reserves, I thought that certainly is a unlikelihood. That was kind of, yeah, surprising. Cause but I it could have been they just hadn't done it yet. Or they don't have any. I think that, yeah, I think it's just fake. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 I, I don't see them not doing it, but I guess he didn't want to touch it. Today is primary day. So I imagine they'll touch it tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow might be a little news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you got to remember, too, and I guess because last year was a lot of counties did that tax hikes. A lot of counties did tax hikes. So now they're just recognizing that revenue. So this year they're actually seeing that bump. So they may not need to this year. Right. But come next year when that little bit more of the effects start to trickle in, that's when you may see them start to, you know, have to hit the rainy day funds. And that that's what I'm saying. I mean, the Anne Arundel County, all those big counties, they all – some took their property or income tax at three two. A lot of them did. I mean, we, I think we're up to eighteen counties now at three two. So, but when you look at the skew of like people that lose jobs, but they're usually at the lowest end of the income bracket scheme, and then the upper end, which doesn't lose jobs, but it has capital gains losses, because all of a sudden you're not, you know. I mean, it's it's a really hard guess to make. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll just have to keep coming back and talking about it every few months or something like that. Days. <laughs> Maybe every few weeks. Um, well, that's all that we have here. Okay. Really. Anybody got any questions on this? Budget? Mm-hmm. Anybody? No, but I got uh, something... Other than the budget, just want to bring up over here. Okay. If I could do that now. So we have the governor allowed the outdoor dining to open up on Friday, but there's some confusion as to exactly what does outdoor dining mean. If you're out there and the stars above your head, we know you are. If you're tucked in a closet with no windows, we know you're indoors. But there is somewhere in between, um, and it's been some confusion for our businesses and for our citizens. So what I would like to do is, I guess I'll just do it by a motion, is I'd like to make a motion that in this county, uh, in interpreting that executive order that we say that outdoor seating areas include areas utilizing tents, canopies, and coverings, as well as spaces in any structure or building not actually enclosed on all sides by permanent walls or other physical barriers in any other structure or spaces that the Queen Anne's County Health Officer or his designee determines is sufficient to permit appropriate circulation of outdoor airflow. Second. Yeah, motion to second. Any discussion on this? Discussion. Yes, sir. Yeah, Chris and I actually talked about this, and I'm just a little concerned that the language that doesn't have four sides is going to cut. I mean, everything's got four sides. Annie's got four sides. I don't know if Crab Deck doesn't have four sides. And what I've mentioned to you was just using a construction like uh, any building which has sufficient airflow as to maintain safety and stay away from any language about specifics of the wall descriptions because you may wind up doing something you didn't want to do, but just the construction 
of maintenance of, of safety seems to me to get to the point you're wanting to get to. Do you see the Anybody understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's not a good idea. I'm just throwing it out, you know, because I'm a little concerned that Annie suddenly is open, but it isn't. And, you know, your crab deck has got garage doors. None of these things fit the description that the governor sent. Right. It but, seems that if you're sitting on one end of a garage door that's open versus the other end, you're outdoors in one, you're indoors in the other, that's... Right. That's ridiculous. There's the airflow, and the airflow is what helps to dilute Absolutely. any potential That's device. why I say if you lump it under just personal safety, under the sick conditions deemed right. safe for the public, that gets you away from any of the specific of architecture. So, so, a, so a, a building that has, um, let, let's use Annie's for an example. Right. So you walk downstairs into oh, that so area. Their down patio, below, their open patio, patio area. If they can open the windows on the north side. The, the Kent Narrow side, and then the Red Eye Dock Bar end. Right, and so they can open up every single one of those windows right, on then three they're walls. Out, then they're outdoors at that point because they got the open air flow, and it and it, it dilutes the airflow. That's what they're talking so about. Whether it be a air. garage door or a window that cranks open or a slider that opens it up. Um, right. We're not talking about, you know, you have a confined space and you open just one window, you know, to like right, 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 airing right. out the kitchen when you uh, smoke up the pan. That's that still would be. But it would have to encompass a, a minimum of two walls, preferably three that you can actually get right. good air. And from. with this definition, it gives if there is some structure that we haven't contemplated that would still be open air. It gives Dr. Santola the ability to say, yeah, that is exactly that that fits with what we're doing. And the goal behind this is to. To clear the confusion, so we have more of these businesses that are open and operating. Right. And at the Safety. end of the day, Bo- Boca Code is is open air is well within the Boca Code uh, air changes per hour to meet the CDC guidelines for any infectious disease. Right. I mean, a, a, an OR operating room is roughly fifty percent air change per hour, so you're changing the air in there a minimum of fifty percent of total volume of air. If you're in an, a three-sided open place with ceiling fans Constant. on. I mean, you're just, the air is moving at a much higher rate. Right. You're changing the air over. So, I mean, it's not an issue of health. So, but <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. And, and again, Chris has the caveat in there that it's got, you know, approved by the health officer. So if there's an issue, it'll be addressed. And, you know, hopefully the business can make a modification to get them. So they are compliant if there is an issue now. But I, th- I think just to clarify for well, our I businesses think, and think, all. Um, I think it's a great idea, considering there was a very vague dis- description in the very beginning they had less than 24 hours right and and here they've been sitting idle for all these months and you know watching the numbers you know go from black to red and and wonder if they're even going to be able to open up one day mm-hmm. um that they were desperate and and um and in certain situations where certain restaurants like you know you had to already have outside seating from the way that i understood it come friday five o'clock and and they were ordering tents, tables, and chairs if they didn't have outside seating and put it in their parking lot. So now we have it. So um, they, they were very creative in, in determining that they were outside seating. And I think when you talk about places that existing like Annie's or even Adams for that matter, they built that, that little area there and then they decided to enclose it for private parties. But you can open every single window mm-hmm. on the full length of the side and then a and then a door that leads into that patio area so um you don't have to get into that room by going into the restaurant you can enter from outside 
So, it, again, I, I just thought it was too vague and it needed to be more specific. And, and, I, and I like your motion. Yeah. And the goal is we're, we're trying to... This is, you know, the first pandemic we've dealt with in a while, so we're going to make sure. some missteps on the way, and interpretations are not always going to be perfect, and we're trying to make sure that we're doing what we can to monitor both safety and help the businesses. So I think a great way would be to stand in, in, in the middle of that room with all the windows open, smoke a fine Cuban cigar, and if they you're can smell it outside, you're good to go. You're volunteering? <laughs> One thing I want to caution against, though, is, um, and, and, is and you brought it up, and it kind of jog my mind is the fact that it, this is not an open license to set tents up in your parking lots and start serving food outside. There's still some accommodations, and I know that the question is going to come up. And, and I see it from a public safety standpoint, probably totally different than anybody else would, is the fact that if there are areas that a restaurant gets permitted for to serve outside under a tent, that's great. No problem. But that area should be defined, in my opinion, because if the sheriff comes up there and we have this big parking lot with several restaurants in it, and this guy's over here drinking a 40 in the corner, and then you have outdoor dining under a tent over here that's designated, you know, where does that open container law end? I mean, it really gets into a spot where the sheriff's going to have to disseminate, is, is this guy in a legal place to be drinking an open beer or whatever the case may be? So I think it's just, just having it defined it, okay, here it is. Well, so. in, in, in that paperwork. Uh, in the drinking? 40. 40. What the hell is a 40? 40 That's right. You don't like beer, so you wouldn't know, Jim. So, so in, in the, in the D applications that were submitted, research. the applications that were submitted to the restaurants in a hurry-up fashion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a 40 is? 40. 40. That comes, with, 40 a, comes with a brown paper bag. Ooh. So, um, <sighs> made me miss my train of thought. The- Thanks a lot. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. the paperwork that submitted, didn't they have to have a drawing or a schematic? Of, of existing. So, so you couldn't expand. You couldn't, you couldn't say, oh, I'm going out in the parking lot and, and, and get that, correct? We, we, I thought you had to have a drawing. There, there is That's, a per- process for it. Yeah, there's a permit process for there, that. Right, there was a process for that, right. But okay. that was not the guarantee. That was not the, okay, you can open your doors. Right. It was basically right. if you had existing outside seating and met the criteria, you were, you were good. You were good to go with conditions. If anybody wanted to come put up a tent, absolutely. We encourage it, but just go say, hey, here's where we want to put the tent. This is right. where our eating and dining and drinking area is going to be so that everybody involved knows that, okay, that's where it's at. Well, the Narrows did that. They, another, built, they put a tent up, question. and I don't think you have to worry about that because they're not selling 40s, so if someone's drinking a 40 into the tent, you know, they didn't A magnum of them. wine or something. Another <laughs> question is, is this, is this a guideline, or is this something, as far as I know, the sheriff's not planning to run around, you know, measuring things and looking at windows. Nope. So, I mean, no, 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 but, Stevie, if somebody calls. I mean, look, we got some calls over the weekend for some of the dining. So if there's a call, at least the sheriff knows, okay, yeah, that's pro- that's, yeah, okay. that's underneath the Kenton Arrows Bridge. I don't think that's uh, outdoor dining. So I'm probably going to have to go to that one. But, you know, if it's in the Annie's parking lot, okay, why? You know, because they, they know that there's outdoor dining going but on I there. I think he's not responsible for enforcing this. Well, open containers. I think it would drinking. be the li- I think it would be yeah. The, yeah. The liquor inspector, right? Liquor, liquor inspector. Oh, liquor yeah, liquor health yeah. department. If somebody opened up a restaurant indoors, we would be responsible for enforcing that. So we have a list of everybody that's opening up. We know they're outdoors. We right. know these folks. Yeah, but so it's, it's not that complicated. If there is somebody that blatantly violates, you know, the executive order, we would be potentially somebody decides to throw an indoor party in a restaurant. Enforcing that, yeah. right? Exactly. Fifty people or sixty people. Yeah. That'd yeah, be, yeah. That's a different mm-hmm. story entirely. Yep. So, okay. Any other discussion on this? We are voting for, read it one more time for me, my friend. Uh, definition of outdoor seating in Queen Anne's County. 
The definition of outdoors, you don't want to read it one more time? You want me to read it again? Please do. All right. The public might be more intrigued now to pay attention. They might be asleep already. That's probably are. Outdoor seating areas include areas utilizing tents, canopies, and coverings, as well as any space in any structure or building, not actually enclosed on all sides by permanent walls or other physical barriers, and any other space or structure that the Queen Anne's County Health Officer or his designee determines is sufficient to permit appropriate... Uh, permit appropriate circulation of outdoor airflow. Excellent. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Five, thank you. Well done, Chris. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. All right. Any other business at this budget work session? Um, um, uh, probably um, we sat down and had a meeting yesterday at the Kent Narrows Foundation to talk about some issues at our landings and piers regarding trash. And I think the Parks and Recs Department reacted swiftly to add additional garbage cans to try to pick up the flow. I mean, this was something that I think we were hit with weather-wise. And so, you know, we'll make ongoing adjustments to make sure that, you know, we can deal with the trash issues. One of the other things that we talked about um, was um, our fishing piers. Um, and in particular, uh, Roman Cope. Um, and I brought this up, not anybody else, I did, but I feel strongly that that, that pier, that fishing pier, is at the end of Route 8 in a residential neighborhood where sound travels. And currently, and it has been for, that I've been told, um, a 24-hour pier. In other words, people can come and fish there 24 hours a day. Um, and I think because of the unique location of this pier that I think we should strongly consider closing that pier for fishing at sunset and reopening at sunrise. Just something that I'm putting out there to you guys. I know we've had some complaints from citizens over the years. Um, I know our landing person has gone down there and he's written citations, you know, and put it on cars and, um, but I think the biggest complaint that we get from the folks down Route 8 that I that have reached out to me uh, is the sound and the noise at night, which obviously travels. So I know this is not a common practice in our county to restrict the fishing piers to fishing sunset uh, to sunri or sunrise to sunset. But I think, again, this being a unique situation, it being a residential area, that we uh, consider doing that. Um, I don't know what has to happen moving forward, a general consensus. I mean. I think maybe uh, my suggestion would be to send a letter to uh, Steve Chanley, Director of Parks. He was there at the meeting, mm -hmm. but say you'd like to, the commissioners would like to have the input of the Parks and Recs Advisory Board on doing just what you just explained, closing it from, you know, sunset to sunup. And let them vet it and see see what they come back with the recommendation. Not that we have to follow the recommendation, but at least mm -hmm. let them vet it and see what they say, and then bring it back here and have a discussion about that. Because fishing is an issue. Uh, it's an issue because of what's been going on uh, across the bridge, and everyone being directed to our beaches, to our fishing facilities. And uh, <laughs> I, for one, love to fish. I understand that, but it's it's starting to get out of hand. Well. I, you know, we build these parks and we build these landings and these facilities for people to use. Mm -hmm. By design, that's what we do. We build them and people come, and I get it. But 
there are certain situations and scenarios where we, we have to be considerate of the folks that live here year-round and have to deal with certain issues that come to having these fishing piers open um, 24 hours a day. So I just think it's, I'm not saying they can't fish. I'm just saying, you know, Put a limit on. sunrise to sunset. So for a long time, I have been <coughs> the strongest defenders of the right of people to fish on these things. And I support what you're saying. I think that's equitable and fair. And I can tell you that if you have a park or some area like that that's open at night, you're setting up for a living hell. We've got drugs and parking lots at Conquest that if we didn't close some of this part down, it would be a nightmare. I mean, we're, we've got people parked there and drug needles on the ground and stuff now. So it's closing them down at night's a good idea. Right. Again, I don't, please don't get me wrong. I, you know, we built those parks and landings and places for citizens to go, whether they live in our county or not. We built them, and that's what they're designed for. So I get it. <coughs> but there has to be some sort of controls. That's all. Very good. Anybody else? Thank you. Anything? Being none, I'm going to hold my comments till next Tuesday about uh, what we're trying to do, uh, uh, multi-county coalition and reaching out to the governor and expediting opening up businesses. Uh, you know, I think the public needs to understand that if you don't feel safe, don't go into these businesses. Don't go into these establishments. Uh, you know, there has to be some sort of accountability. You know, I don't think that we are herd animals to where we need someone to tell us when to move and how to move. So, you know, I think everybody's responsible for their own well-being. And if uh, and that goes the same thing with these business owners. So, Jonathan, Brittany, I want to thank you, Todd, that you, this budget cycle. I know we haven't had a lot of input from the outside, but it's very clear. It's easy to understand. And we've got a definite system here that from year to year, makes it easier and easier for us to move through this and navigate through it. So I greatly <laughs> appreciate that. So with that, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. So move. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. Aye.